welcome to the Player One, Player Two podcast. Episode 33, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Hey, I'm Eric and I'm Player One. I'm Kathleen and I'm Player Two. This is the Player One, Player Two podcast, the podcast about board games and our two-player experience of playing board games. Uh, today we're going to talk about a game that just won a uh, complex game of the year at the American Tabletop Awards, which I think that that deserves special call out because that's like the most diverse board game anything I've ever seen. I was very impressed. <laughs> it's it's um, I think that it look, there's only like one white guy in the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, there's lots of women in here and people of color. I am boggled that, that this is as diverse as it is. So major props to go out for that. Yeah. Um, the game is Domination's Road to Civilization, which, looking at it now, I think that that's a really weird title. I've thought that from the beginning. Well, I did. I buy that for you? Yeah, 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 for my birthday. So you sent along a list, and I was like, man, considering all the conversations we have, I'm going to research all these games. I was like, Domination's Road to Civilization, and I was very <laughs> worried about what this game was going to be about. This does not seem like a game that we would normally... This, I think, is our first, maybe our first-ish Civ game, like a game hmm. about civilization. If we have uh, another one, I don't know what it is. Is Nations? Uh, yeah, I guess that one is. That's fairly abstract, but, I mean, uh, we'll get to that about this game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the, that we have played at least a, one okay. other Civ game. Nations is definitely a Civ game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I put Dominations on my list, my birthday list, like, as a kind of a whim, because I knew that it won this game of the year for complex games, and I was really curious about it because I knew almost nothing about the game. Yeah, so I looked it up, and I was like, let me just make sure that Civilization is not going to be too too cringy and i don't think it is it's more about ancient cultures it's ancient rather than some sort of imperialist or or colonialist colonialist attitude um and i referenced uh we'll get to it later but i guess we'll just get it out of the way right now if you're looking for any kind of theme in this game uh don't look for theme in this game (laughs) um that doesn't bother us uh offline i think we've talked before that like for us theme is a bonus yeah um, I like theme. I like theme a lot. Yep. But if a theme game can... doesn't really even try to go for theme, but leans more into like, let's get some crunchy mechanics in here, I'm fine with it if I like the mechanics of it. Yeah, theme can make a mediocre game to me, like, endearing. It can yeah. endear me to a game, um, but it can't make a game that I don't think is good seem good. <laughs> I think for us, more often than not, theme is like a siren song, or maybe just for me, but <laughs> like, a, oh you. yes, let me definitely buy this like Doctor Who themed munchkin, and then it's like, maybe it's obviously just a terrible idea. because I'm more consistent, because as we know from the top 10 that we just did, I am very into murder, mystery, sol- solve the crime things, and all of, all of them pay off. That theme, that theme works for me. It does. But I think that... This is a really good example of a game that is packed with uh, sort of layered decisions mm-hmm. and uh, simple mechanics, but there's lots of them. Yes. And there's lots of interacting things like, oh, well, if I could do this, it'll give me this, which lets me do this other thing. Uh, none of the individual pieces in this game are terribly complex. No. The complexity presents itself because of the interactions of the systems. Like a Vitalis Erda game where you're like, well, doing one of these actions is very straightforward but 
it's understanding how the different cogs turn each other. Hmm. Uh, this game is a little bit like that. It's certainly not as heavy as if it's all a sort of game. No. Um, Although we did screw up the rules. We've messed up the rules a couple of times. We Three times? It took us a couple games to actually <laughs> I think we play played it correctly. It four, four times or three four times? times? I think we played it four times in the first two <laughs> and a half. We're like, we sort of made some mistakes here. So, um, yeah. that was embarrassing. I don't really know why. <laughs> no. Sometimes that just happens, though, with games. There are some games that you just have weird things happen with them. Yeah. Like, so, sometimes... Like, we make some assumptions, maybe... Right. And then, or like your normal, like the mistake that I kept making when we played Lost Ruins of Arnak was that I was treating it like a normal deck builder, so I kept refreshing my hand, and it was like, well, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just, I, it's ingrained in me that at the end of my turn, I refresh my hand, and that's not. This one not wasn't like that. No, this was not, but I was thinking like, there's a, sometimes there are assumptions that you make going into a Right. Game, like, oh, mechanically, oh, surely this it'll this. mean so this. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I was like, well, no, that's not how it works. Or just when you make assumptions on your own and you don't say them out loud. Yeah. Until like much yeah, later. You got and then you're like, on oh. that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Because um, I'm dumb. So <laughs> it doesn't seem like a lot of people have played this game. So we'll give like a basic idea about how it works. Um, One of us will. You can chime in with some pithy <laughs> comments. Okay. So that's my function in life. It says dominations. I feel like this title came because it has like a certain domino. Uh, aspect to it, and it's like a pun, but I don't. The pun is doesn't really work. Wouldn't for it me. just be dominoes then? But then it just sounds like a game about the ocean. Um, <laughs> so um, you have this game is sort of driven by three sided tiles. They're like these triangular tiles that have symbols on them that are mm -hmm. colors. You'll lay them. You'll on your turn. You'll place a tile, and then you get to do two other things. Uh, and the tiles will give you knowledge, basically. There are six different colored resources in this game. They all have names, but I don't know what they are. It's right. It's like art and uh, trade and other stuff. We have the Government? box sitting out here, and now I'm like really into the story of this. Are we are 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 we the gods? Like I, I, like really pulling sure. down the triangular shape. Like the land masses the are being formed are being like on out. this. Yeah. I don't know. The cover the cover is very. Um, I think our, it's a lot. Is that. Is that what we are? Are we like? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Maybe that maybe this is even grander than I than I <laughs> believed it to be. So on your turn, you play a tile. You gain a certain amount of resources based on what it's adjacent to yep. and what colors it is, and then you get to either build a city or upgrade a city, and then you have a chance to build a monument. Build oh, bon building a monument is the mm -hmm. other option instead of a city. And then the other thing that you can do is. Buy, a mastery, buy card, a mastery card or and that's, upgrade a mastery card. Yeah, flip one over that you already have. And that's kind of like the heart of the game. Yep. The mastery cards. Uh, the dominoes are fine because it sort of is like the how you get your resources. Right. Um, but really, the if you're wondering where the heart of this game lies, it lies in the mastery cards. Right? Yeah. Because there are... I'm kind of curious. I'd like to give you a number. Oh, you have the rules. So, let's see. So, there are... I already said that there are six different colored resources. Oh, you're looking at the names. And there are 288 total mastery cards. Right. If you divide that by four, you get what? 72? Yeah. So, there are 72 yeah. different ones. And then divided by six colors means that there are 12 per color. Yeah, because if you think about it, it's broken down by three sixes and nines. So I think it's probably... Four, four, and four. 
Yeah, because yeah. it's the three cat. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got over your six different colored um, resources, or you're basically you can think of them as like disciplines. Um, you each their knowledge. Well, yeah, knowledge it's is called, what it's called. It's called knowledge. Um, so here's what they are: the yellow is trade, orange is craftsmanship, blue is art, green is science, red is government, and purple is religion. Hmm. And then each one of those has these sort of small square cards that will give you bonuses or give you ongoing mm -hmm. abilities. And they're tiered. So there's like a level one, a level two, and a level three that, are, that cost three, six, and nine to buy. And as you buy these cards, you'll build a tableau in front of you, separate from the weird triangular domino world map. And you'll start to accrue points and gain special abilities and it, there's a lot of engine building in that uh over you'll play over three epics or ages they're called in this ages Eras. and each age you get five turns right so it's it seems like oh you 15 turns i can probably get a lot done and i guess you do but um it's a points game but a lot of your points come from these really cruel um, objective cards? Objective cards, which right. I think we probably are going to want to look at these. So the cards are a lot. They're a lot to take in when you're looking at all the mastery cards. Let me open yeah. this baggie. And we can so every single color, because there's what, you said six of them? There's six different colors, and there are 12 total masteries per color. So in order to understand, and they're each unique special, you know, um, abilities that yeah, they give sometimes you. sometimes they're like really powerful, and sometimes they're like, kind of crappy. I mean, it depends on what you're doing. And what level with they your, are. The level yeah, three level, or level well, ones that only cost three, they're like, okay. Then the level twos that cost six are like, oh, these are better. And some of the level nines, I think, are nut, nutso. Like, they're really good, but the problem is that having all sixes and nines is not as helpful as it would seem. No, that's true, too. So you have to ha I had to go back and buy threes midway through the game last night to just because my engine wasn't going i'll give you some examples in case you're like lost is what i'm talking about so like for example yeah there are 12 in each color yeah. so science and they all have these nice names like the level one science are navigation mathematics calendar and sages yeah so if you're curious uh navigation if you have navigation built it says at the start of your turn you gain one green resource you gain one science yeah uh, and every color has one like that uh, like craftsmanship has fishing, which gives you one orange every turn. Yeah. Religion has religious ceremonies, gain one purple. So but if you're wondering also how Eric is flipping through these cards so quickly, he's not. Because every single time you play this game, you will have a handy dandy little player aid. Mini that, player aids. <laughs> yeah, there's six of them. There's like a green one and an orange And you will have, you know, in front of you, your little player aid for the color you're looking at, trying to figure out what you want. Yeah, you're constantly, I think, moving between your, you have like big tarot-sized cards. You're like, oh, I need to look at green. No, I need to look at purple. No, I need to look at orange. And you're like looking at all of these abilities. Um, and I, when I first read the rules and I saw this, I was like, oh, Kathleen is going to hate that part of it. No, I actually, I, I actually like it because you don't have to take everything. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to take it all in. You can spend some time searching through it. And the objective cards, while they're a huge pain in the bleeped out, um, are... <laughs> 
they do push you in a certain direction that you're going to focus on a specific set of colors, three of the six more than others. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to need others yeah. because other objectives you might have, you may need a mastery from something that's not at all helpful for some of the goals you're trying to get. And so, like, for Kathleen is talking about the objective yep. cards. So there are, on the mastery cards, ways to gain points. Like, for example, the green card in medicine says at the end of each age, uh, gain one point for every green node in your civilization tree. And those are basically symbols that you'll match as you're playing cards into your tableau. But those, these kind of abilities, there are not that many of them. And they don't really give you that many points. They can, though. They can, but, I mean, this is a game where there's a plus 500 token in the box. Yeah, well... So if the score can go to 500, which we have never gotten remotely <laughs> close we to... We got half. We half got, like, sees. 250 or something like that. <laughs> it was the highest we've gotten, which means I think we're bad at it, but that's okay. Um, most of your points are not going to come from these kind of points. Like, uh, at the end of every age, this mastery card gives you five points or something. No, probably not, but... A lot of your points will come from objective cards. I mean, yes, but not all of your points because you made more objectives than I did and I still and I beat you. Because the objectives will only ever, at most, give you up to 100 points. Right. Which, if your game goes to 500, you're like, hey, that's not that much. Yeah. Um, now, so they're all we like... only went up to like 250, so this was still like <laughs> almost half of your points. Uh, so, at the beginning of the game, you're dealt, we, you're supposed to do two, but yes. we do three. Um, because I think that a lot of the game hinges on this. Like that's we're probably gonna get to that, right? So yeah, explain what it, what what are on these cards? Well, so like for each, you have the name of your civilization, and then you have five objectives to meet. And the more objectives you meet, the higher your point scoring will go. So if you meet one, you get ten, which is wow, nothing. Two, you get twenty. Three, you get forty. And you're gonna have to really get three. To even stay in the game. Uh, yeah. And least. usually Eric gets four, and last night he pipped pipped me at the post. I and almost got had five last night. Uh, and then five gives, so four gives you 70, and five gets you 100. And that's like a flat rate. That's on every card. Yeah, every not single card. It's scaled, like, oh, this one's harder, or this one's easier. They're all like that. And, and the objectives are, like, fairly similar yeah, or throughout. kind of pulled from the same pool. Like, there are more, there are five on each card, and the pool, I think, if you looked at all of them, there's probably, like, eight or nine. And then you get a kind of a mix on each yeah. card as to, like, well, what they are. So it might be, like, get a certain number of influence, or it might be that you need to have a certain number of different levels and colors uh, of masteries. You can also work on something that I hate, which is as the masteries come out, there's like a visual puzzle about putting things together to make gemstones. Yeah, um, so the tableau that you build in front of you, yeah, you you don't just lay cards out in front of you. If you're thinking of like uh, like Race for the Galaxy, no. where you're just putting cards in a line, it's not that. It's simple. not like that. These are square cards, and you have to basically build. They all get connected orthogonally to a card that has already been placed, and they have to have a, a matching gem color. When they two sides that are the same color match, they're called a node. Yep. And nodule. Not, I don't know, I think they're nodes. But they give you, like, some of the... I'm going like to go the, with nodule. We're looking at the Incans, uh, the Civilization Objective card. Um, I'd be willing to bet you cash money is it's node. And the very first one um, says, Well, we're both wrong. It's Nogis. 
Are you sure? Yeah, it says right there. At the end of each age, gain one point per notice. Notice. Oh, no, no, dis. All right, well, <laughs> maybe I was close to er. No way. I had the U. <laughs> so, like, the very first objective that you're going for on the Incans, and you can get these in any order. They're not in order. It says you must have seven completed purple notices. Oh, my God. If they were in five order, Five completed my life so oranges. And three completed yellows. And so you have to be careful of what mastery cards you buy, how you build your your sort of space in front of you when you buy them. It adds an extreme spatial aspect to this game. Yes. Which I did not think at first. I thought the, nope. oh, you're laying dominoes, the spatial aspect is going to be... Nope, like the spatial aspect board. is all over this. Yeah, it's all over this. <laughs> so, SOB. Um, mechanically, I was really into this game... Right out of the gate. I was like, I like the tile laying to make your resource points. Yeah. Um, because that's fun. I always like tile laying games. I like think like simple ones like King Domino. And then this was a pretty reasonably heavy game. Um, and I like the fact that playing your tiles really dictates your turn. Like, you can't just willy-nilly drop a tile and be like, I got to put out a tile. It'll be this one. Because yeah. at the beginning of the game, you start with nothing. And you lose all knowledge at the end of every age. Yeah. So you're always starting every age with nothing unless you buy mastery cards that break that. But there's never like a long-term accumulation. No. Because at some point, it's probably going to get wiped. Yep. So the tiles that you play are super important. Yep. You really, really need to play them to get the knowledge that you need. Mm -hmm. Like that color. And so they're also, sometimes you're going to get screwed in the draw and get and ones uh -huh. that you don't need at all. But it does have that thing that smart games do. Because this is a smart game. This is an yeah. incredibly well balanced. This is maybe too balanced of a game for me. Yeah. Um, it, which I never thought I would say out loud. Um, <laughs> this is too balanced? Oh my god. It's too much. Um, when you start, the very first tile that you have in your little tableau of the mastery cards is a campfire that will allow you to change two for one. So oh, you have an exchange yeah. so of resources. Turn these two into one of a different color. But you have to make sure that you can actually get the two. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot you can do. It's a lot of ways to hang yourself in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, the interesting thing on the on your turn. Let me just play right here. So your turn goes like this: place one land tile to produce knowledge. Okay, easy. And then build. It says either build a new city or upgrade an existing. Yeah, city. and I think we went over these. Or build a monument level. But the thing about this game, a lot of things about Euros, and then the last round develop says develop a new master card or upgrade one of your existing. So you would just flip it over. Those ors in this are killer yeah you can only do two things every round basically yeah you put it you have and to you do, do the one, one and then to you get, do the yeah. other and in a lot of euros you, we talk about like oh you know what this is all about eco an economy of actions because you're like trying to be as efficient as possible and trying to maximize this game doesn't really give you the space to no. maximize like i'm used to like playing a, a feld game there's a lot of, like, quote-unquote free stuff that you can do. Yeah, you can do nothing free. Here. You're like, I'll daisy-chain this into this You can do this. this or this. No, I mean, that killed me last night. Yeah. Because, because I was like, I could build buildings, but I can't because I have to build monuments for my yep. objective. Uh -huh. But I need to build buildings. As you figure out, like, at the start of the third age, you look at your objectives and you're like, okay, what do I still need to do? And, and the answer is probably all of probably them. Probably a lot. 
And then you which look is another at, issue for me. And then you look at you like the cards you have, and you're like, okay, I need to do this, and I need to do this, and I need to do this. And then you realize you only have five turns left. And if if God forbid you need like six mastery cards, then you're gonna need to get like crazy bananas lucky to make that sixth one happen. Because yeah. pretty much you're never gonna get to build more than five. Either cities in a round, yep. or in an age, or build five mastery cards in an age. Yeah. If you're able to press someone on influence, and influence is another yet another resource, which is basically uh, gained through some mastery cards, and it allows you to like copy card abilities that someone else has. It's called assimilating. You add it to your tableau for free. Like there are some things where the designers like threw you a bone, but. It's really not very much. No, you'd have to, like, plan for that. You'd yeah. have to plan to have that every single time, which I did. Well, the one time I, uh, last night, I got to assimilate a card, and I, like, waved it. I was like, I'm not going to do it, yeah. because it will just screw me up. And I didn't think I was going to get it. And then I did win, and I don't want any of your cards. They're just going to mess up my plan, and I just, like, didn't do it. Yeah. And if I had paid better attention, I probably would have bought different things. But I was like, I didn't think it was going to happen, and then I wasted it. I just don't... I don't know that, like, I'm ever going to be interested to pay enough attention to I, get... Yeah. Like, I think, honestly, like, if you left me alone and sat me down with a piece of paper <laughs> for hours, I could get a lot of points in this game. Yeah, you'd have... Like, it would almost be... Here's the crazy thing about this game. And then I'll come back to what I was saying. That there is, like, other than drawing your domino tiles, there is, like, no randomness in this game. Yeah. Like, almost none. Like, even... Okay, so you're thinking about when I was reading those cards, like, oh, the green level one is called maps or navigation. There are four of them. There are four navigation cards. You can never be blocked from getting a navigation because, like, the other players bought them. There are enough for everybody. Well, I mean, is this only... This only goes up to four? Yeah. Okay. And so there is literally, like... If you think about, like, Euro games that have screwage, it's like a worker placement. Like, oh, well, I put my worker there before you. Like, there is nothing in this game... Yeah. That's, that's random other than the tile draw. Yeah. Which you can mitigate, I think. Mm. Um, so, like, you could sit down with your objective at the beginning of your turn... And, like, okay, give me all the mastery cards lined up, and I want to look at them. And you could, like, plot your whole game. Be like, on this turn, I'm going to build a place a tile, build a city, and then buy this. But you couldn't actually do that while you're playing with another human being. No, I'm not saying that's a good thing or no, something and I like, want that's, to do. That is, like, the heart of my problem with this game. Is that I it sends me into such... AP because you have to think about like well first I should do this then I should do this then I should do that but if I'm going to do that I should do this and I have this but I don't have that and the randomness comes at a time where like is there a lot of randomness in this game no is it the most important randomness that you could ever like it there's no in anything like um I don't know like a worker placement game you can mitigate the stress of not getting the resources that you need, but you cannot do anything in this game. Sometimes you're just like, I need to do this. Like if you don't have the color I knowledge or whatever. I cannot do this. 
Yeah. And I cannot place a tile that will allow me enough to get high enough in terms of, like, swapping. Like, so for me, like, that randomness is really intense. But that is a separate (laughs) issue from the fact that, like, okay, if I really, really, then, like, that's a problem. Because, like, I think even though it is that randomness and you can't get what you want, you probably could mitigate it if you thought, like, okay, but let me sit and think for, like, a hundred years. But, I mean, this is, like, this is a kind of game that, like, in order for me, I think, to do as well at it as I would ideally like to do, I'd have to play it like weirdos who play chess. Yeah. And, like, leave. Because it's not enjoyable to sit across from you and be like, hold on, I'm still thinking. <laughs> no, and the weirdest thing is that I think that, uh, and like last night when we played, I think that I got kind of frustrated once because you were thinking for so long. Um, and that doesn't usually happen. Usually I'm like, whatever, I'm fine. Um, and it's definitely that way in this game because in this game, I am almost as frequently being like, I'm sorry this is taking so long. I'm really trying to get the next two turns because if I make one bad move, mm-hmm. then I, I'm going to lose like 50 points or something. Um, because this is a game that I don't usually have AP because of I'm so by the seat of my <laughs> pants. I'm like, AP? Because you're you. What do you mean? But this is a game where you can be tactical if you like keep your like objectives in your head, but only for so long because there's such... A limited amount of time right that at a certain point you're gonna realize like i have six things to do and i have five turns i have to do one or two every turn yeah. or it's just not gonna work and i mean like beyond like the idea i don't know that you could i, I don't know this game is just it's so much <laughs> and that's the thing that i like, when I was thinking about the game last night, we got done, and something really weird had happened at the end of the game, where I lost, mm-hmm. and Kathleen was really mad, um, and she won, and it, like, didn't matter that she won. No. She was, like, really mad, <laughs> and I remember being like, but you won, and I even thought she was going to win, because I was like, she has such a huge points lead, I'm going to get done more objectives, but it's not going to matter. Like, I am not going to win. I know, but the, like that's why I find this game frustrating, because it doesn't. It feels like a game that I should be good at, and in fact, I think it would be a game I'd be good at, but only if I had a piece of paper and hours in between each move, because if there are too many choices and there's too much interconnectedness for a player like me, and this is not the fault of the game. I think that the game is actually incredibly well designed, but it is designed in a way that irritates the ever loving hell out of me. Like, because (laughs) I, to give you as an aside, let me, let me just back up. Cause if you haven't played this game, you're probably like, what is the beef? Every Euro game gives you like an objective card. And I agree. Like every Euro game is like, here you go. You got to do X, Y, and Z. But in this game... The objectives are incredibly difficult. They're like... They're mutable the, occasionally. The numbers on them... So if you're like thinking of a game you're playing and it's like you must have 10 of blank. The numbers in this that you're going for are like 20% higher, I think, than you normally yes. would expect. Because if it's like, oh, you have to get influence at the end of the game. Some of the influence is like you have to get 40. 
in order to get 40 influence, you have to go, like, all in on the influence track. You can't just, like, stumble dumbly into 40 but influence. But you and be can't like, go all in on anything because then you'll only end up with 10 points yeah. at the end. So, like, as an so example. So you have to plot the entire time. And you're not going to get a payoff or maybe even close until the very last turn, which mm -hmm. drives me insane. So on the inking card, like one of the objectives is you must have four level sixes in purple, orange, and yellow. Okay. And, uh, or and it yellow. Can, it purple, can be orange, mix. or yeah, yellow. Yeah, it's like three of one and one of the other, whatever. And you have to have three level nines from purple, orange, or yellow total. Yeah. And you're like, okay, fine. So that you know I can always buy on my turn one mastery card. So that right there, you that's seven turns yep. where you're like, okay, half my turns in the game, I must buy a mastery card. And then right here, you also need to upgrade five mastery cards. That's the second so objective. So that means that you need so that 12, 12 mastery turns, cards. Yep. You must, because you can't do this on yep. the same turn. That's the thing to keep in mind. You can't buy a level six and upgrade a mastery on the same turn. It's yep. impossible. And at the same time, you have to get 11 connected buildings, which means there's only 15 turns in the game. Yep. 11 turns, because there are not chances to build more. Uh, no, I not do really. not think that there is a single... There is a roll card, which we haven't even talked about yet. <laughs> <laughs> there's a roll card that lets you place multiple tiles but that just in a gives turn. You like a windfall but of there resources. is nothing else that allows you to build multiple no, buildings. No, that was the thing. You, coming from like Stefan Feld games, I kept looking at the, yeah. all the cards and being like, "Hey, where's that one that says like you nope. can build for free?" And it's not there. If Your you're looking for like the bonus build or yep, bonus mat or bonus upgrade, like they might give you discounts. It's all discounts. But there's nothing that is free. But the discounts aren't necessarily discounts that you even need. Well, the funny thing was that sometimes you can be like, well, I have minus two for this and I have minus one for this. So, like, my upgrade for this card is, like, almost free. It cost me, like, one instead no, of five. Mine were free frequently. But it still takes your action. Yep. And because of that, you can look at your objective card and you can be like, okay, well, here's 11 of my builds right there. And then here are 12 of my card actions right there. Yep. And you're like, okay, well, I only have 15 turns. So... That's most of them. I had to figure yep. out the timing of when mm -hmm. I do them. And one of your other objectives is your spatial one. Mm -hmm. So it's like I have to be careful what I'm buying, yep. when I buy it, and what I'm putting it next to. And that's what I mean when I say, like, if you gave me, like, three days and a piece of paper. <laughs> I could do it. Like, I could oh, probably, I like. fishing. I, yeah. And I must put it to the left of this so that I can put this on top of it. Because it's also about timing. So, like, last night I was trying to go for um, getting a particular card that was a level 9 that I wasn't ever able to get because I couldn't get enough money. And I ended up just getting mm -hmm. that by assimilating a level 9. I was trying to get a level 9 that would have given me influence points for all of the monuments that I had in my tableau. But that is a time-based card. You don't buy that card until the end, but that means that you have to keep in mind that at the end, you have to have a ton of resources. Yeah, and that happened and to me where I was like... And you may not be able to get them. I also had one where it was like, well, I know I must have 11 interconnected cities, and for the longest time I had 10. But I started to change my strategy near the end because I needed to build around a monument because, hey, there's area control here too. Yeah. Only a little bit. But I mean, enough that that's enough, why I got that's pissed. That's why she got really mad, yeah. So, but I kept thinking, okay, whatever you do, because I'm fighting out for control of these great pyramids, 
Whatever you do, do not forget that you must spend your last build action to put this building with the others to connect them. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to miss that objective. Right. But I was like, I can't lose sight of this monument. No, and that Because I'm fighting me. for that. Oh, but yeah. having to keep, like, an objective to finish till the end is, like, basically, like, a wound to my soul. <laughs> like, that's what I mean about, like, this game is perfectly balanced, and I think some people are going to be very attracted to it, but this is not the kind of objective I enjoy. No, there, I am a checklist that's objective what I was say. person. There are games where you have, like, a checklist where you're like, okay, at the end yep. of the second round, I have, like, four more rounds or whatever, Let and me I'm assess. like, check that off, check Let that me off, see if I can, off. now that I finish this one, move mm-hmm. on to the next one. You cannot do this in this game. You're going to get all four, all five, if you manage that, at, in at the, the very, very last, last turn. one or two turns. So it, yesterday when we started the third age, so I'm like, I knew I had five turns left. I was at a point where I could have ended up with three that were done, or I could have gotten five. It depended on what you did. It depended on if I could get enough knowledge, like points, to buy the stuff I needed by placing tiles. So I also was like, I hope that Kathleen will give me something to build off of tile-wise, because I need X and Y colors, and there's nowhere to build right now for these. So, like, I, at the beginning of the last age, was like, I could end with three, or I could get all five. And then you ended up with four. Which, points-wise, is a 60-point swing, by the way. Um, And I ended up with four. (laughs) Because you stole one from me. But if you had built, like, um, one thing differently than you did... But I, I would couldn't. have gotten all five. I know, but I wasn't paying that close attention to you. But I kept thinking, if she builds this instead of this, then I will get five. And you didn't, so I only got four. But it was like, that was what I mean. Like, it was like a razor's edge. I was like, I could yeah. end with two or three, or I could get five. And I have no idea. Oh, and I have, and like, four turns to go. Makes me so insane. <laughs> like, the fact that you have five, like, you have five objectives, and a couple of them are area control, and a couple of them take you the entirety of the game. That just... It is a game designed to trigger my anxiety. <laughs> and I do, I feel like, I, I felt a lot like I feel when I play Bora Bora, where I'm like, and that's why I got frustrated. I'm like, why am I working so hard and not enjoying this? And not, I'm feeling like I never progress, even though I won. Like, you my problem. I think that you got mad just because I scooped you on the controlling one monument. You wanted to control both, and I grabbed the second yeah, one. Yeah, because I've never been able to make, meet four objectives, which is oh, very true. irritating for me. It didn't matter. You were hammering points the whole game. That's why you won. Yeah, but the points that I kept getting through the whole game was because I was trying really hard to do other things. So that's why it's like, did I care that I won? No. Because for me, the satisfaction in playing a game is like getting my things to do what I want them to. Yeah. And being like a little puppet master. <laughs> Which I mean, it's a glimpse all into that's psychology. in this game. Right, but like because I couldn't get things exactly how I wanted them, it just frustrated me and the points didn't matter. The points were incidental. I was getting the points like. Was it from uh, influence? At the end of every round. As many inputs yeah. you have just straight converts to points. No, and I just got a lot of points from various mastery cards. Like, I oh, just yeah. kept getting mastery cards. Like, I got, I got like, 24 points from mastery cards that I didn't even necessarily... I wasn't even pursuing outside of the fact that I needed a six. So I guess maybe that should tell us not to put so much stock in the um, objective cards. <laughs> but, like, that, you can't tell me that. 
Yeah, and I also keep thinking, like, but that's 100 points. 100 points, is that's a lot of yeah. points. Yeah, like, you can't tell a person like me. Because even though it is sort of like, well, at a certain point, a lot of times, you have to abandon. Yeah, and then And true. the weirdest part about this game is that often the ones that you abandon, you're like, oh, my God, I can at do it. At the last second, end, you realize. <laughs> like, like, I can oh. almost do this. Yeah. But, like, because of that, when you think that, like, oh, I'll just have to abandon that. Um, and then maybe think like, oh, I can actually sneak in and get it. It just, it doesn't, for people like me, that's too much stress. <laughs> I mean, yesterday I abandoned one of my objectives and then I came back to it near the end and I realized that I could do it. And then I, I, my tab, the card tableau that I had mm-hmm. made it impossible. It was right. like, I just can't. I have no card that will match it that I can yep. afford. So I can't. I lose. I didn't lose. Actually, that if I had made it work, I would have won. Yeah. Would have given me thirty more points. I would have yeah. won. Um, but you—that is a kind of nice thing that because there's not that many different areas, they all overlap so much that it's it is there is kind of like a never say never. That is not the part that I would not call that a uh, a nice part. The, uh, the overlap is the part that I cannot stand. No, the overlap makes you like. Makes it feel like the belt is like two notches too tight because it's, you're like I every cho- every turn is kind of Sophie's choicey like well yep. I can't do both of you I have to pick one and and then inevitably near the end of the game the one that you haven't been picking you're like I can do it and then you probably yeah. won't but you want to yeah and like that I just I can't I don't like that. I like to build my little engine and yeah. then, and then add stuff so my little engine gets bigger and then my little engine gets bigger. But this is just too much for a person like me to keep track of. Well, that's why I started this when we started talking. The first thing I said was mechanically, I liked this immediately. Yeah. Like if you were to rem- like remove the idea of the end game being so tight and desperate, the mechanics of it of like play a tile, gain some resources, and then you have this huge swath of choices in terms of mastery cards really like massive yeah um i think that all that is great love it um i can honestly say that we played this i don't know how many times and no two games for me we already established the same Mm. i have not used similar strategies i have not used similar mastery cards i've not done master cards that do the same things Mm. because there's so many you and because your objective cards will point you in directions like, hey, you must be doing purple and blue and green versus, hey, you must be doing red and blue and green. Right. You're not going to be buying the same cards that you're comfortable with because they don't help you. I don't know. I felt like I, I was kind of hitting some of the same notes because I think I got at least the blue color overlapped between the last two games. Well, if and like so- one does, then you're, you have some that you recognize. But a lot right, of heroes, but, you like do almost the same exact thing, like almost exactly. Well, but like what I was gonna say is that because the blue cards, there's a couple that help you with influence. Mm, okay. Most of the cards have influence, so it's like you kind of have an idea of your influence strategy. Like in order to hit the influence, you need the card that I was unable to get, which gives you. Um, well, I got one of them. You need an orange card. There's an orange mastery card that immediately gives you six influence. I was looking you to see that. if all the ones that have influence have blue. This one doesn't. Uh, so, no, this one doesn't either. So there must be other Blue ways. or orange? I mean, there that are other... It has yellow, red, and green in it. Has, so I, I don't know how they expect you to do it there. 
Well, I mean, because they all, all of the sixes allow you, not the sixes, all of the nines allow you to get influence in big numbers. But like that, yeah, so like the reason that orange is included in the Hun, which have the 40, is because there's a mastery card that's orange, that's a level nine, that is, um, as soon as you get it, it just immediately gives you six. And then in six influences, this is kind of a lot. It's a lot. Um, But because of, you know, like the idea that certain things as an influence are going to come up again and again, you're going to get to a point where you're like, well, then I need a certain type of card. Yeah, but each time I would argue that each time I've played this, I have leaned heavily on cards that I had never used before and I didn't subsequently use again. That's for me. I think because I didn't do the influence ever. I never went down the influence road. I think also because you're a tactical player. Well, I was always like, what are my colors? I really need to exploit these colors. Right. These three. And even if you have one that you used before, like I kept getting purple. I don't know why. Uh, even if you have like purple that I used before, I was always like, yeah, but how does purple work with like this orange one? Or how does purple work with this yellow yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's like, where the AP comes in for me because I'm cross-referencing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so if you tell me that I need, like, I think last night it was, like, blue and orange and something else. And so my first thought was to immediately be like, well, what are the influence cards? Because I had to get to 35 influence, which I did not do. Yeah. Blue, purple, (laughs) and orange. Yeah. (laughs) So, mechanically, really like this game. Choice-wise, Really like this game. Really, really like that it feels so wide open. Like this, I don't think people would describe this as a sandbox game because you can only really do like three things. But strategy-wise, it feels like a sandbox game because I think there are lots of ways to get things done. Maybe that's why I hate how I feel when I play it. Well, let me ask you a question then. Yeah. If you removed the end game objectives, would you like the game more or would this game cease to work? It would absolutely cease to work. What would you be doing? I mean, there are lots of ways to get points. Yeah, but it doesn't matter that there are lots of ways to get points. The points that you gain along the way are incidental to what you're working towards. That's where the tactical comes in. Where well, you're like, won oh, because of the incidental points, though. The yeah, I know, which made me crazy. Made you win. But those incidental points didn't happen in a vacuum. I didn't just pick whatever the points were. I kept accruing points because I was reaching for a particular goal. Yeah. So I was trying to get 35 influence, which meant that I got 23 points off the gate, or 25. I got my influence up pretty high. Pretty quickly, yeah. Um, so I got those points at the end. And also, if you look at it, another reason I got points like crazy is I was playing as the Egyptians, and I kept building monuments. And mm. monuments give you a ton of points. Yep. And I think without like the ton. objectives at all, or anything like an objective, no, there were, it would be there, like, oh, build your buildings build up high level mastery cards doesn't even matter what they are no you would fall into the same patterns yeah you need those that's why i think that this is an incredibly well balanced game because you can accrue points while you work toward these objectives Mm. enough to win without even getting all of the objectives it's just that it doesn't lend itself to what i would call an enjoyable experience for a person like me (laughs) i i find myself when we played this every time we played this i was like in the beginning i felt excited and in the end i felt stressed 
Yep. Because I was so conscious And in the middle, of, I felt frustrated. I've never gotten frustrated playing Ugh. this. Uh, but I've always been super cognizant of, like, where am I on these objectives? Can I get them done? And usually in games, like, we just talked about, well, on the blog, I wrote up that game Parks. And the Parks is, like, the opposite of this in, in a billion ways. But if you think of the objective cards in Parks, they're worth, like... Nothing. <laughs> it was yeah. like, hey, visit like Why six am I parks even doing with this? trees, and you get two points. <laughs> like, whoopee freaking do! I get two points. I mean, again, though, we haven't talked about parks, but I'll tell you that I go after the objectives every time. Yeah, but those this is like wrong with me. Those this is like are, my public school educate. Like somebody tells me, like, no, they're like they're like catfishing you. Those of that game, they're. Not, I know, but I can't resist. It. I cannot resist. Somebody's like, "Here's what you need to do," and I'm like, "Okay, sir." These like, are is this not my past job yet. history. These, like, what is this? These make the world go round in domination. Yeah, and I, I feel like extreme. I wouldn't say extreme, but I feel a lot of tension. Heading into the end of this game. Yeah. Being like, I must get these done. And I don't think I'm going to. There's yeah. a real ticking clock in this game that I was not expecting. Yeah. In like a fairly abstract tile laying Civ game. Well, because the oh. objectives are so difficult that you don't, you can't possibly have that stress in the first turn. Because you're never going to meet any of the objectives until the last round. The only I I, objective you could... I met like one yesterday in the second age. What? Why? Uh, so yesterday when we played... Um, I was the Incans. That was me. I did the four level sixes and the three level nines in the second in the second age, because I got a really good engine of of point of uh, mm. knowledge going, and I had tons of knowledge in orange and purple, and <laughs> I was just like buying these huge cards left and right. But I was also putting them out badly and not getting any of those notices. So I was, that's when I jettisoned early. I was like, I can't do it, and I almost got it at the end, but no. But you didn't. But, I, like we said, when you think of a game, so many Euro games have these objectives. In, like, more than half of them, I think, you can kind of stumble into one of them. And you're like, oh, I've already completed this one. I'll buy it. You know what I mean? Like, here's your market of endgame scoring ones. Yeah. And you're like, well, I've already got two of these done. I'll buy one of these. You will never just stumble into one of these. No, because they are specifically too, created to guide the game. Yeah, but they're too hard. They're too specific. They're too... Yeah, because the they're created so to guide the game. But in my head, listening to the argument, I'm like, how difficult could it be? And I'm like, it's pretty hard in this. I'll just... Yeah. Like, it's not overstating it to be like, no, you, you really got to work for it. Yeah, and I feel like I've worked incredibly hard and have never gotten more than three. I'm and to me... surprises me. I mean, yes, and it makes you're me the mad. Planner, girl. I am the well. That's the other problem, though. Typically, it's because when you're thinking about like the objectives laid out, it is again predicated on like what you can do in the last round. Especially last night when I needed to have control of two monuments. And you scooped me in the very last turn of the game when I was first player. <laughs> and by being first player, you opened yourself up to that. Yep. And I did not know that until it was yep. that age and I was like, the yep. next turn is last and I go last. I am going to be able to come in and swoop yeah, down and steal that. Super annoying. And you were the one that chose to go first? <sighs> no, I didn't choose to go first. I kept being designated as first player. No, you, that, that card said that you got to choose who was first player. 
Well, I didn't know that until just now. It says it on there. You have it. I didn't look at it. You told me it, not to ignore it because the points don't matter. Ugh, I would have made you first <laughs> says, player. Determine I initiative. hate being first player in this game. <laughs> I would have made you first player. If I was first player, I would have... Well, I would say I was gonna. I would have lost the game, but I did lose the game. So it yeah, is odd that you're so mad that you won. I mean, it's because, to me, winning and losing doesn't matter as much as whether or not I find satisfaction in playing the game. Oh, I am perfectly... Nice. I mean, it's true. I've said that before. I'm perfectly <laughs> content like to lose a game if I got all of my things done. And Win then I'm like, all right, all good game, good game. game. I have that crocheted above the toilet. <laughs> so here, I'll, I'll drop a surprise bomb on you. Um, I bought the expansion for this. Ugh. Which, what the expansion... The one that I bought, there's four, and I have no interest in three of them, or... Five, there's five and I have no interest in four. I only have interest in one. And the one that I got is the one that replaces these. And it replaces them with sort of a random assortment that you reveal four, you reveal five at the start of each age. And then you score them at the end of each age. Hmm. So each of us would get to see them at the exact same time. Hmm. And then each of us would be duking it out for them. Oh my god. Um, and I... I have no idea. It wasn't expensive, so that's why I was like, I'm really curious if this is going to like break this game in half, or if it will turn this sort of <laughs> brutal knife fight of a game I was into gonna like say, is a this just super be chill like, Euro now? I don't or, know. <laughs> or is this going to be like the game that like <laughs> that we take to court? <laughs> and I, we're like, you know what, we're done. <laughs> what I feel like what this expansion is going to do... Oh, and the other thing it has is it has um like prophecy cards or oracle cards oh which God. are basically like random events that mess with everybody not met mess with it's like purple mastery costs one less or one more or whatever they're, right, they're right, euro right. Okay. things but it just slightly uh tweaks like the chemistry of it but okay that also stresses me out because there's a lot to keep track of in this game well, hold on, hold on. but what i was gonna say about this is that I'm really curious about the expansion because it seems like what it's doing is actively, like, messing with the pressure valve on this game. <laughs> and I don't know if it's going to make it worse. Like, if it's going to make every round... God, I hope not for like, your sake. Like, an incredibly sake. tense experience. <laughs> yeah. Or if it's going to relieve the pressure. Right, right, right. Because, like, long term, it's like, well, I, all I can do is as best I can do for these five turns and then that's it. You probably should have mentioned this before we did this podcast. We probably should have played it to well, see. I the really frustrating thing. Not uh, frustrating is not the word. The thing about this game is that, like, like I said, mechanically, I really like playing it. But the these cards like stress me out. I like playing it the first two rounds. I hate playing it. No, I like playing it the first round and a half, and well, then as we go into the next round, I if don't every like round it. is its own thing, then. Maybe that will work better for you. Maybe. I don't know. I'm really curious. I I like this game a lot, but there's something about it that makes me not want to play it much. I mean, maybe because it makes me furious. Also, I was going to... I don't have any idea why it makes you mad. That's so odd to me. I explained to you why it I know, makes but me I, mad. I still I just don't get it. It would be like if somebody was like, okay, here's something that you're good at and you enjoy. But we're going to screw it all up and also give you 20 minutes to do it. What do, you, what's, what do you mean screw it all up? Also, this game does not take 20 minutes to play. No, I know. But that's what, like, 
it's still too compressed for me. Because I'm like, oh, he's going to kill me if I do and undo this one more time. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, okay, can I can I go back for a second and undo that turn? And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, like, it screws it up because there's just too much to look at. It's too much. And I think it's because I'm a maximizer. I cannot turn that yeah. off in myself. That's if you're a maximizer, like, oh, I'm gonna have to wait and see which action because one of them's gonna give me four points, one's gonna give me three points, then you are gonna drown in this game. And it's not just about like maximizing for the number of points, it's about maximizing for efficiency. Which is almost even more desperate in this. Because you really like you really can get down to like planning for the end of days in this. I mean, like, for instance, like, I knew that I had, like, a nine card coming up that I needed to buy a three green for, and so I was, like, thinking about that in, like, the very first round. It's, mm. like, too much, like, when I couldn't have afforded the nine card or even been able to get close to getting enough resources because the other thing <laughs> is that you have to have, there's a cap on your resources oh, until you build really like types. That. Yeah. Until you start building cities, you're capped on how much knowledge you can have in any specific color. But the problem for me, and people like me, is that there is a mastery card that lets you ignore that. Not ignore. Well, mitigate the that. The market lets you ra raise them all to the next level immediately. Exactly. But if that's not in your goal colors, is it worth it to do? Yeah, that's And true. that happens all the time, where I'm like, well, to meet this objective... Should I be going outside of the colors that are in my goal? That's what I mean. You have to play it differently. You can't hook yourself to those wagons. What wagons? You can't the be like, oh, I need to buy the blue cards because I have influence. If the blue is not one of my colors, then you can't be buying those blue cards. You got to find the influence someplace else. No, but I mean, I did have the blue. I know. The, influence. Like the example is if you don't have it, then don't do it. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. Oh. Okay, and here's, here's what I'm saying. So, like, let me see these cards. Which ones? Um, is it, I need to know the one. There you go. Now Kathleen's looking through the, uh. No, I need the, <laughs> what are the colors I had last night? I need these three. Okay. Blue art, orange craftsmanship, and purple religion. The other two, other three are government, science, and trade. Mm, tick tock, tick tock. They work together in a way, but like, okay, so let's say, is, are the Egyptians the only ones that require you to build two monuments? Um, Egyptians, no, the Greek do. Oh, what do. color do the Greeks have? Red, purple, and blue. Blue, okay. Are you trying to prove something? No, I'm just curious about how these cards interact. There must be a, the Mayans do. Purple, okay. orange, and green. And the Mayan, go back. Purple, orange, and green. The Mayans don't have a blue. But in order to get two monuments, you have to have music, which is a blue card. It's a level six blue card, and it says monument levels cost you two less to build. You need that. I happened into that. I controlled one of the monuments last night, and I happened into that card for free. And I did, from you, I assimilated yep. it. Didn't want it, didn't need it. I yep. used it once. Well, and again, like, yes... You can hope that you win assimilation and it helps you, but you cannot plan for what the other person has chosen and how it's going to interact with your tableau. That's the only random aspect of this, is what the other person might do, in addition to the tiles. What the other person might do to sort of derail you, 
But it's tough. It's like really tough because a lot of times what the other person's doing has almost no bearing on you. But yeah. not always. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm really curious. We'll have to let you know the expansion is called Hegemon. Um, uh, so if this game couldn't be more intense sounding, it's Domination's Road to Civilization, Hegemon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I'll let you know. I'm really curious. It's either for me, I think, going to fix the game or it'll break the game. There's nothing wrong with the game. It doesn't need to be no, fixed. No, I mean, fix it for me in terms of, like, the stress levels. Yeah, it's I'll just... I'll be like, ah, oh, okay, now I can just kind of float through and never feel like a hammer is about to fall on my head. Uh, I'd be like, I can do my best this round, and that's all you can say. But currently, I always feel like the Sword of Damocles is over me. Because <laughs> I'm like, the clock is ticking, and I must accomplish these tasks, or I'm going to lose. So... I don't know. We'll see. Are you interested in that? Or do you think it will not work? I have no idea. <laughs> I just know that like I, I don't like playing this game in the same way I don't like playing Bora Bora. I feel like I feel like those games are nothing alike. It doesn't it's not I'm not saying that they are On, mechanically like, like although Bora Bora does have like objective tiles, those like green ones remember TikTok that you <laughs> Well, now I don't even remember. It's <laughs> the second time you derailed me. I had something that I was going to say earlier and I can't remember it. Um, uh, no, I do not think that this is anything like Bora Bora. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the feeling of Bora Bora. When I play Dominations and when I play Bora Bora, I feel like I work incredibly hard and I spend a lot of time, like, amassing all of my little colored gemstones or, like, amassing, I don't know, like, my coconuts, whatever it is I'm doing. I work incredibly hard and I don't feel the payoff but the crazy thing is, in Dominations, I don't feel the payoff even when I win. That does confuse me, because you did win, and you were, like, so mad, and I was like, you won, what's the problem? Because I was working hard towards something that I couldn't do. <laughs> I get it. And, like, that's... I felt quite deflated when I realized that I was going to miss the fifth one by, like, by like a hair's breadth. I was so close to getting it, and then I lost. Yep. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm delighted that this game won uh, the award. I think it's an incredibly well-designed game. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that I'm the ideal player for it because it makes me insane. But well, I have a hard time suggesting this to people or recommending it because I feel like a lot of people would say, like, it's too much. Or, like, the fact that it has 72 different cards that you're trying to look at their abilities and you have the ability to buy anyone that you want at any time... It's a lot. Like, it's a lot to take into account. And the spatial yeah. aspects, in addition to the objectives, like, it's a lot. It's not that much, though, because there's some that you're never going to want. And there's some that are kind of repeats. Like, a lot of the threes are, like... Yeah. But, I mean, the first time I looked at those six reference cards, I felt overwhelmed. And you're like, wow, there's a lot of cards. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, so I kind of have a hard time recommending, because I don't know who I'd recommend this to. Um, I mean, who would we, we recommend to games, games um, to anyway? It's just like, I feel like this is a perfect game for very specific people. And I think a lot of people are probably not going to like it. I feel like... For the same reasons that, but maybe both of us are like, I wouldn't even say lukewarm, but like some things about this kind of irk us. Right, okay, so like... I feel like that's a personality test. So, like, devoid of playing games, who is the kind of person who could play this? Quants? I don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> like a, a quant is like a mathematical term. Someone who's a... 
who's like a like a number savant. Uh, oh no, I meant like an actual person from your life. Oh, if I you no, were like I nobody, I have nobody. No, like I mean. not uh, like divorced from games. Who is the kind of person who could play this? Sarah Rogers. My friend Sarah could play this. I was like, I'm Steve Martin because he's a. Uh, He's in Mensa. I don't know. Someone who, <laughs> someone very intelligent who um, will be like, yes, I have no problem uh, plotting out this entire complex 15-round action sequence in my head. And I, I mean, must do it in this order. I, I guess that's why I points. am annoyed by this game. Because I'm like, I'm like a little too dumb for that. <laughs> like, like, I want to be able to do that. If you gave me like... A spiral. I have no interest in doing that. Uh, okay, but I do. If yeah. you gave me like a spiral notebook and like five hours to play this game, I feel like I could really do it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to you. But I don't want to. That does seem to defeat the, the fun of it. Well, and that's the whole, that is my whole take on this game. It defeats the fun of itself for a person like me. And that's a perfect encapsulation, I think. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it just causes more more stress than I normally want from a game that is really like a numbers maximizing efficiency game. Yeah. Which it is. And I don't say that in a bad way. That's not a thing that no, I... No, I enjoy I, numbers yeah. and efficiency and maximizing. It just... there's too, There are too many factors. Yeah. So I think this is a, a game people should try. I have a hard time saying you should go out and buy it um, because a lot of people would be overwhelmed and then say that was so dry and abstract. If you're a theme person, stay away from it. It doesn't really have it. <laughs> um, if you want crunchy choices in gameplay, this has it in Beyond Spades. It has it yeah. in like Spades of Spades. Um, but just be aware of what you're getting into. So there you go. That is Dominations. Uh, road <laughs> to Civilization. Yep. Well, you know how Hegemon goes. <laughs> or will we? I mean, I think that it will, well, it'll certainly change things. We'll have to wait and see. Any last words on Dominations? No, I feel like I said my piece. Yeah, like, you know, like I said, props to American Tabletop Awards for picking this unlikely game that is very unique and is very different. Uh, that's the same word. It means the same thing. Yeah, I admire this game, but that doesn't mean I want to... Always want to play it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think well, that there's like a lot of really, people that you're really like celebrities design. that you're like, you know, I like what you have to say. I wouldn't want you in my house. You mean like any dog? I like that dog. I like it better right. when it goes home. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I this is a little more highbrow than dogs. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, dog listeners everywhere. <laughs> dogs aren't meant to be highbrow. That's like the whole point of no, them. No, I, I just tip my hand that I don't really like dogs. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Dominations, give it a shot before you buy it, if you can. Yep. Maybe there's a tabletop simulator version of it. I don't know. Anyway, um... If you want, hit us up with email. I bet we get email finally for the first time ever because you said Someone, you don't like dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what is I'm one of you? your four fans and you said you don't like dogs. Take me off your mailer. <laughs> so the email address for your angry dog owners is player1player2podcast at gmail.com. Check out the new website. It's still there. It's called houseofcardboard.com. It's getting better every day. Hopefully. Um, but this is Dominations. We're going to put it on the shelf and we're going to revisit it with Hegemon. 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 What at some point. Name. Yeah. I wish it was called hegemony. Hegemony. I always pronounce that word wrong. Hegemony? hegemony. I mean, isn't it like from? Like, what's yeah, the difference between? Yeah, they're related. Being? Okay. No idea why you pronounce one one way and one the other way. Oh, boy. Hegemony sounds, I don't know what that sounds like. Hegemony <laughs> cricket? Hegemony cricket. So anyway, 
Uh, this is it, player one, signing off. I'm going to pack all these things back up and put the heavy box of dominations away now. This is player two. I'm going to, I don't know, not do that. <laughs> Have a good night. Thank you.